Welcome to the Pro Voice Guy podcast. I'm Will Rice coming to you from the Pro Voice Guy studios in San Antonio, Texas. Today, we're going to talk about how to make your podcast sound better. Pro Voice Guy podcast, the podcast about podcasts, plus a few extras about audio, social media, marketing tech, and other stuff. Before we jump in, one of the ways you can make your podcast sound better is by adding a professionally produced podcast intro. If you're interested, check out my demo at provoiceguy.net. So you started a podcast or you're getting ready to make the leap, but when you listen back to your recordings, they don't sound quite the same as the great podcasts you listen to. What can you do to improve your sound quality? What can you do to make your podcast sound as good as professionally produced podcasts? Well, I have some really good news. Podcasting is the great equalizer when it comes to quality. You don't need access to a professional recording studio or a team of engineers to compete with the pros quality-wise. There are some inexpensive, downright cheap, and even free methods you can use to up your sound game. Let's start with your space. The best place to start for great sounding audio is the space you are recording in. First of all, you need to get away from noise. Background noise can be incredibly distracting. Even if you manage to filter it out with noise reduction or noise gates, if you don't know what those are, don't worry about it right now, it still impacts the quality of your sound. You're not going to have a great sounding podcast unless you start with a clean audio signal. That means no background noise. Noise comes from more sources than you can imagine. People talking in your home or next door or upstairs or even outside. Heaters and air conditioners, both the sound of air coming out of the vents and the mechanical noise of the machinery itself. Plumbing. A a toilet flush makes a lot of sound. Lawn mowers and leaf blowers. Leaf blowers being my least favorite noise source. Traffic. For me, I can't really hear traffic in my studio unless it's just a really, really loud exhaust system and then it will creep in. Uh, Bugs. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Uh, Here in Texas, uh, cicadas are not my friend. Okay, noise is one. Another one is acoustics. Noise is only one issue you need to deal with. The general acoustics of the room you are in play a critical role in your sound. If you don't know what I'm talking about, every room has a sound. If you're in a big hall, it has kind of a a deep echoey sound. If you're in a closet, it has this quiet sound. That's the acoustics. Now, if you're serious about your podcast, you could invest in a complete sound conditioning redo of your room. It could cost you tens of thousands of dollars. You could also build or have built or have shipped a sound booth for your room. And these things would take care of muffling outside noise and improving the acoustics inside. But if you're on a budget and most podcasters are, or uh, you're not able to make any modifications to your space, uh, you can still get professional sounding audio. The biggest acoustical issue most podcasters deal with, and some of them don't even notice, is echo. As I listen to some podcasts, I can picture the room. Often, it is a spare room with almost nothing in it. Sometimes it sounds like it doesn't even have carpeting. And this creates a hollow, echoey sound. And most listeners wouldn't recognize it as hollow or echoey 
they would just notice that it doesn't sound right, and it doesn't sound like some of the other great podcasts that they listen to. If the echo is too much, it even becomes difficult to make out the words being spoken because they're sort of being drowned out by the waves of the reverberation coming back. And if you combine this with a less than adequate microphone, it sounds less like a podcast and more like talking to someone on a bad speakerphone. This is me recording my podcast on my iPhone in my family room, which is a big echoey room. When it comes to acoustics, more stuff equals less echo. So if you want to make improvements to the sound of your room, the most straightforward technique is to get more stuff in the room, especially stuff with a lot of mass uh, and especially stuff that changes the shape of the flat surfaces. Acoustic panels are a great way to go, but they can get pretty expensive and you can still improve the sound with the materials that you have lying around the house. You can hang blankets on the walls, you can put more furniture in the room, you can lay down a carpet. Anything you can do to keep that sound from bouncing around will reduce the echo and will improve the sound quality of the room. If that isn't practical, one solution that won't cost a dime is this. Go in the closet. No, I'm not kidding. Go in the closet. There have been many times in my career that I have found myself cutting vocals in a closet, and the more clothes, the better. A closet full of clothes muffles the external noise, which helps a lot, and it also nearly eliminates any kind of echo or other room ambiance. The acoustics of some closets are as good as some professional sound recording booths. This is me recording my podcast on my iPhone, but now I'm in my wife's closet, which is full of clothes. The only thing that can go wrong is actually if there's too much stuff in there, it can actually create almost a, a dead sound, but that's not usually a problem for most podcasters. Now, be creative. I know one voiceover artist who created a sound booth by hanging some heavy-duty moving blankets, creating a sort of three-sided tent around her. And now, I can't say that it looked great, but the sound improvement was impressive without a lot of money or a lot of effort. Okay, we've talked about the space, and uh, sometimes there's a lot we can do about the space. Sometimes we kind of have to deal with what we have. So here's the second thing. Check your microphone. It's smart to start with your space, because even the best microphones won't produce great sound in a room with poor acoustics. In fact, some types of higher-end microphones and condenser microphones will actually make acoustical problems worse by picking up more of the noise and room ambiance. Once you get your room noise and acoustics under control, the next place to look for sound improvement is your microphone. Fortunately, I have already produced a podcast episode on microphones. You can check out the uh, podcast or just go to the blog at provoiceguy.net because I offer uh, sound samples from the three microphones that I recommend. All of the mics that I reviewed were USB or universal serial bus mics. These are mics that you can plug directly into your computer. You don't need a mixer. You don't need a digital audio converter. These are great for people getting started in podcasts because they're inexpensive and they don't require any other equipment. So for some variety this time, I'm changing up my recommendations. And here on the podcast and on the blog, I'm offering uh, some different options. Number one is a true budget option. Uh, number two, an upgraded budget option. And then number three, an entry level professional option. And then uh, an I'm all in option. You know, you might want to 
dream, or you might be really ready to step it up. You can read about all of them on provoiceguy.net. I have links there and images as well, but here are the recommendations. If you're currently just uh, using your uh, headphone, microphone, or the microphone that's built into your laptop, uh, the best place to start if you just need to be able to up your game without spending a whole lot of money is the Blue Snowball Condenser Microphone. As I said in my episode about microphones, I still can't believe that you can pick one of these up for around 50 bucks. And I see them for some reason all the time at pawn shops for half of that. Now, it doesn't have quite the depth and clarity of some of the more expensive microphones, including its uh, big brother, the Blue Yeti. Uh, Honestly, it'll be such an improvement from the built-in stuff that you're using now that most people won't even notice. Now, it lacks multiple pickup patterns and a headphone jack. However, if you just need something to get started, this is a great little mic. Now, let's go to the upgrade for people who are still on a budget, who might have a hundred bucks to spend. And that is the Blue Yeti USB microphone. In my podcast uh, about microphones, I said, as someone who has had the privilege of working on some amazing microphones, I am still blown away by the sound quality of the Blue Yeti. Now, audiophiles and pros have all sorts of problems with it, but it is a pretty amazing sound, and it's going to make a drastic difference in the overall sound quality of your podcast. So now let's say that maybe you want to step up a little bit more. You're serious about this and you want your podcast to really sound like the pros. Well, my recommendation for that is the Rode Procaster Broadcast Dynamic Vocal Microphone. When it comes to professional level microphones, audio experts feud on this topic and have been feuding on this topic since microphones were created. You can get endless advice, but it really comes down to the unique tone of your voice and the other equipment that you're working with. There's also much discussion to be had about dynamic versus condenser microphones. It's kind of two different technologies that pick up the sound of your voice. Now, that is beyond the scope of this episode, but this Rode Procaster is a dynamic microphone. If you have any problems with acoustics in your space, you might be smart to get a dynamic microphone instead of a condenser microphone. It's not quite as sensitive and is less likely to pick up the room noise and other noise around you. Now, for under 250 bucks, this is an impressive microphone, but it is a professional-grade microphone, and it has an XLR connection. That's sort of an industry-standard microphone connection, so you're going to need a USB audio interface. And for that, I recommend the Focusrite Scarlett Solo USB audio interface. You're actually hearing it in action right now. I have my AKG 3000B plugged into a Focusrite Scarlett Solo, uh, and that plugged into my MacBook Pro. What this does is it provides a connection for the XLR cable on your microphone. If your microphone requires phantom power, like this condenser microphone does, uh, it provides that. Then it provides pre-amplification for the microphone, and then it creates a signal that will go into your computer. It also receives signals back from your computer, giving you a way to hear in your headphones or your monitors what you are doing. And if you're just doing a a podcast, this is really all you need to connect your microphone to your computer. It's high-end enough to be virtually noise-free. There's no extra hiss or buzz introduced. And and it has just enough features for a podcaster, even a serious podcaster. 
The only reason to spend more than the about 110 or so dollars this one costs would be if you plan on having multiple microphones. If you have multiple guests or are planning on having more than one person involved in your podcast, you're going to want to expand that. And I'll talk about one of those options in just a moment. Now let's look at my all-in package. I'm all-in. And for that, for this episode, I'm recommending the Shure SM7B Vocal Dynamic Microphone. Okay, at this point, I'm just picking one of many options, right? Though at under $400, this is a pretty amazing microphone. I sat behind a very similar model for years when I was on the air at WZZO in Allentown. And again, the results depend on your unique vocals, what you sound like, and the other equipment that you are plugging it into. And with this package, I'm recommending another great one from Focusrite, the Scarlett 2i4. Since we're buying $400 microphones, perhaps maybe we're going to have a guest in the studio. This upgrade has four mic preamps, which means you and three guests can plug in and sound great. Once you have your room acoustics under control and have found a decent microphone, now you can let your software assist you the rest of the way. Software can also help you if you haven't been able to deal with the sound of the room or microphone quality, but software does its best work when you are starting with a clean, high-quality signal. It won't need to do so much work, and you're going to end up with a better-sounding podcast. So in the next episode, we're going to discuss how software can make your podcast sound better. Hope you'll tune in. And that's it for this episode of the Pro Voice Guy podcast. If you know someone who might be interested in the advice and guidance offered here, invite them to check out the show. If you're in need of professional voiceover and production services, I ask you to check me out at provoiceguy.net. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at provoiceguy.net.